Hey friends, this is your humble host Charles, just checking in to see how things are going. Hey, I have something special for you. I have a, a new mini podcast that I'm going to start releasing on a pretty consistent basis. We were wondering how to bring back making a movie and it just didn't make sense for what we were doing for the podcast. So I separated it as its own separate thing. So enjoy the first episode of the new and improved making a movie. Hi there, and welcome to Making a Movie, the mini-review show where we take an in-depth look at the creation and execution of some of the most popular films while also creating or recreating a new movie while we're at it. And I am your host, Charles Joseph Kelly. Today, we're going to be tackling the franchise Cloverfield, and more specifically, the new film in the franchise, The Cloverfield Paradox. If you haven't seen this or any of the previous movies yet, you probably shouldn't be listening to this show. Go watch them and come back. The new movie just released on Netflix, 10 Cloverfield Lane is on Amazon Prime, and Cloverfield can be rented anywhere. If you need to borrow my Blu-ray, just let me know. So you have been warned. There's been ample time to turn this episode off. Time to talk The Cloverfield Paradox. So, right off the bat, I'll give it to the marketing team to hype up a movie so much without officially announcing anything. There's been some theories floating around the internet that the leaks regarding the movie releasing on Netflix were done by the studios themselves to try to drum up as much excitement as possible before putting out this movie. Also, releasing without notice on Netflix was an incredible idea, and I'm sure this movie will get an obnoxious amount of views and make it a worthwhile purchase for Netflix in the end. But... Here is the thing. If the movie was released in theaters, it would do horribly. Because it is objectively a mediocre suspense and horror film, and honestly, a terrible, terrible Cloverfield movie. So, the sale to Netflix to try to recoup some of that money makes a lot of sense. Now, I do want to mention before we get into the swing of things that it is perfectly okay to like this movie. I won't judge you. I won't I won't say you. I enjoyed quite a bit of it, but that doesn't change the fact that this movie is poorly executed. For example, take a look at The Room. It is an objectively bad movie, but, but I personally enjoy it immensely. That still doesn't change the fact that it is a bad film. So, to me, Cloverfield is this brilliant franchise allowing very human and character-driven stories to be placed in the middle of grandiose monster films. Look at the original. A group of friends at a going away party are forced to survive a monster attack in New York City. Little time is placed with people trying to attack the monster and little time is actually spent with the monster itself. Or 10 Cloverfield Lane, where after another monster attack, a woman is forced into the basement of a terrible human being, where we learn that humans can be monsters too. God, even talking about the original two movies gets me excited and I'm gonna rewatch them probably tonight. So Cloverfield Paradox's premise that's a mouthful, <laughs> fits the Cloverfield bill. A group of astronauts working to create a power source to power the entire world end up messing up the experiment which causes the Earth to disappear. That plot alone was treated as a Cloverfield film. This would be an incredible look at how a group of astronauts would handle a situation like this. It has that grandiose disaster movie aspect, but also allowing for very human stories. That plot is all this film would have needed period. 
Instead, we have a heavy-handed story driven by plot and not the characters. Let the people destroy themselves instead of the wacky and zany situations that the ship put them in. Which, to be honest, that was one of the many suspensions of disbelief I had to make while going into this film. It just felt off. We were meant to believe that the strange things happening on the ship were random, however, it feels like whatever happened only affected the crew, and it never happens randomly through the ship. Throughout the film, this made me feel like something intelligent was controlling, from what I'll call from here on out, the happenings, uh, kind of like in the book and movie Sphere, or uh, what's the other one? Uh, everybody's talking about that one, but let's talk about Sphere. If you, have you seen Sphere? It's really good. I highly recommend it. Dustin, Dustin Hoffman, Sharon Stone, Sam Jackson, Leif Schreiber. Are you kidding me? That cast is so good. So good. But let's get back to the movie that we're supposed to be talking about. Cloverfield Paradox, right? And let's talk about the woman who randomly showed up on the ship. The idea of having her from the universe where they were warped into was a cool concept, but holy shit, was it horribly executed. None of her actions as a character were consistent, and with how much damage was seemingly done to her, she healed way quicker than what possibly would have made sense. And just being me and being hyper picky, there were some scientific problems as well. Like, for instance, the water freezing in space scene bugged the crap out of me. Water doesn't freeze in space, it boils. Neil deGrasse Tyson, I need your live tweets to back me up on this one. <laughs> Honestly, boiling to death in space would be such a fucked up death and should have been the direction they took with that one. I would have loved to see uh, a more scientific approach to this movie. On the other hand, the husband's story was perfectly Cloverfield. His story was completely grounded and allowed him to have real human moments, even though those moments were a few and far between. They tried so hard late in the story to make some interesting character moments for the crew, but because they gave us no time to care about these characters, it fell completely flat. Guys, this movie is a stinker. Oof. At least it gave me a great idea on how to bring back making a movie to the podcast, so there's that. But since this is making a movie, we need to make a damn movie. And how are we going to do that? How can we create something worthwhile that fits the thesis of the first two Cloverfield films? I submit that we flip the script on its head. Once the characters get flung into the alternate universe, their entire plot should be to survive alone. They spoke about how little fuel they had, so that in itself would be a great catalyst for internal conflict on this ship. And I think it would be great to keep the German traitor plotline as well to make the reveal of the alternate universe, but I'd let the characters push the drama forward themselves. They already have so much work with this plot alone. They don't need any extra weird, crazy things happening. And on the Earth side of things, I would flesh out that plotline of the husband finding and helping the kid while surviving the monster attacks. That's so interesting. You could then feed lines from the Joe character about how scientists have figured out how to bring back the ship. These plot changes allow the entire story to follow the thesis of the first two Cloverfield movies and would allow the script to be focused on the characters. Well, also pushing the plot forward enough to allow for a well-timed deus ex machina moment to fit the end of the movie. And how would I end the movie? Hmm. I think after killing each other and just trying to survive, one single character, probably the wife, is left with little to no oxygen and is forced to leave on a shuttle. Uh, probably the wife is left with little to no oxygen and is forced to leave on a shuttle pod. At that exact same time, the people on Earth find a way to bring back the ship. She leaves the ship as soon as it's beamed back to Earth and is stuck out in space alone to die in a universe that isn't her own. 
With that ending, we also wouldn't get that really shitty circle jerk of the Cloverfield monster in the clouds at the end of the film. That was such absolute bullshit. So, how would you remake this movie? Would you remake this movie? Did you like the movie and completely disagree with me? Let us know at the podcast at somethingrightedmedia.com or leave us a response on any of our social medias. Thank you so much for listening. And remember, an enjoyable movie does not make it a good movie. Now, Napa Legend batteries come with a $15 rebate by mail. Their long-lasting durability stands up to extreme conditions. So even on scorching days, it'll puff its chest out and be all like, hey, summer heat, find another car battery to drain. Napa Legend batteries with $15 mail-in rebate. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores. Offer expires 831.18.